want to be turning to the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 64, um, and this is a three bookmarker kind of morning. Uh, so if you've got bookmarkers with you, or you've got ribbons in your Bible, or paper clips, or just fingers you want to use, uh, mark the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, also in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, uh, turn to those two places. Uh, we'll get to those in just a minute. Again, Isaiah chapter 64, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Isaiah 64 and Deuteronomy chapter 28 in those two places. Before I turn to those two and read, though, I do want to read just a few verses found in the book of Psalms, chapter 78. So you've marked Isaiah 64, Deuteronomy 28. I also want to read in the book of Psalms, chapter 78 here in just a minute. Sometimes when you go by a place and you see a door that's closed and it open up, you often wonder who or what's going to come out. Sometimes we alluded to just a minute ago, sometimes it's time to gather around the table and eat and you want to know what come out of somebody's kitchen. And uh, Like for me growing up, nothing bad came out of my mom's kitchen. It was always good food. It's just you could always expect anything that come out of there was good. Let me ask you something. Name me a time in your life when heaven opened up and something bad came out. There's never been a time in our life. My prayer this morning is that we might all see, and my thought this morning would be when heaven opens. Folks, when heaven opens up, there's a lot of good things that's going to happen. I'll even go on record this morning of saying this. God does not intend to keep anything from you. God intends to give. That's God's intention. So let me read to you. Follow along with me in the book of Psalms chapter 78 in the 23rd verse. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven. Do you think things are going to happen when heaven opens? Notice what he said in the 24th verse. And had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to be full. I want you to notice the sequence of things that happened in these verses. It said God opened up heaven and He said we get to eat angels' food. You know what I love about coming to this place every single Sunday? We get to eat angels' food. And I'm not talking about angel food cake that you get to the local store. I'm talking about something that comes down out of heaven for when that door opens up, God desires to pour that down upon you. Let me ask you something. Do you think that God only intends for the, for the doors of heaven to open up on Sunday morning? Or do you think God wants you to enjoy these things every day? The manna that came down for the people of Israel, God gave it to them six days a week. And on the sixth day, He said, you need to get enough for two days because tomorrow, the next day is going to be the Sabbath. So this day I want you to think about these scriptures where it talks about how that God commanded the clouds from above. God said, okay, it's time for this to happen. He said he opened up the heavens and he said, and all of a sudden he tells us that the manna and they was able to eat angels' food. And I want you to notice what he said also in the last part of that 25th verse. He sent them meat to be full. I believe today, this morning, that what God sent them was sufficient for them in their life. Have you ever noticed how people are struggling with being satisfied with their life? 
Do you ever wonder that? People are trying to struggle. They're, they're not satisfied with their jobs. They're not satisfied with, with, with their houses. They're not satisfied with their cars. They're not satisfied with so many things that we have in our life. We are not satisfied. And you know what? Throw me at the top of the list. I get the exact same way. But I'll tell you this. I will believe in this. I believe that whatever God sends down from heaven, you will be satisfied with. Folks, you want to talk about something that comes from God and what He's able to supply for us? I pray that we would see that that is God's intentions. For in the book of Deuteronomy, if you mark there, let's turn it over for just a minute. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Skip down to about the 12th verse. And bear with me for just a minute. I want you to see the difference in an open heaven and a closed heaven. I want you to see the difference in prosperity versus the time of, of scarcity in the life of an individual. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season. Now, I want to pause right there just a minute. Have you ever heard the expression, the grass is greener on the other side? Then I want to ask yourself, have we ever watered where we're at? Because God said, I don't want you to find happiness somewhere else. He said, I want you to find happiness where you are. God said, I'll open up the heavens. I'll send rain down. Not that you might be just clean from the water that's falling from the sky or you can enjoy the freshness. He said, I will send down so that your ground will be fertile and that it would bring forth. He said, I will send rain unto thy land in his his season and to bless all the work of thine hand. He said, if you planted the seeds, he said, I can make it to grow. He said, you've done your part, I'll do mine. And thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow Notice, let's keep reading. And the Lord shall make thee in the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not uh, be beneath, if that hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day. God said, if you want the heavens to open up, he said, you better get on the path and you better stay on the path. Isn't it amazing how people want something without the, the, the work and the labor? We want God's blessings. We want heaven to open up. But we want to live in the world and we want to walk hand in hand with the devil. But we want the blessings from God. Folks, he said, you better stay in the way. He said, you better do what's right. Let's keep reading here. He says, if thou wilt hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command this day to observe and do them. You can't go side to side. The 15th verse, let's read there. But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So is it possible to hear God and not listen? I cannot tell you how many times in my life I played dumb that I didn't hear what my mom and my dad were telling me. There was times I sat in the classroom, a teacher would tell me to do something. I'm like, what? I didn't hear you. Sometimes we act like we don't hear, but the truth of the matter is we do. And that's where we are held accountable. God knows we hear. He says, but if you hear my voice... And you do not do anything and you do not respond. It says to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day. And these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shalt thou be in the city. Cursed shalt be in the field. In other words, everywhere you go. He said, cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy land, of the body and the fruit of thy land. The increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do. 
until thou destroy it, until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings. We want to blame anybody and everybody else for the condition of our life. But you know what I believe? I believe that God can give us prosperity in our life regardless of what's going on around us. Let me word that a little bit different. Folks, God can give you peace in the midst of a world that's in trouble. God can do that. But that's where it comes down out of heaven. When heaven opens up, what do you experience? Keep reading the 21st verse. I'm going to read just a few more verses here. Then the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he has consumed thee from thy land, whether thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with the consumption and with the fever and with the inflammation and with the extreme burning and with the sword and with blasting and with mildew and thou shalt pursue thee until thou perish. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass. I want you to follow along here just a minute. And the earth that is under thee shall be iron. In other words, it's all going to burn up and it's, going to, it's not going to grow. He said, it's going to be extremely hot. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. I read you these verses this morning because he talks about, he said, you want to talk about fruitfulness and you want to talk about barrenness in your life. We have dissected, we have evaluated, and we have critiqued everything so much that we have come up with the reason why things are the way they are. Folks, it doesn't take science. It doesn't take a committee of people to determine, folks. It's a condition of our heart. It's our heart. It's what our heart's desires are. What are we truly longing for? Do we want heaven to open up? Or do we want the ways of the world to open up so that we might enjoy these things? For I want to turn now to the book of Isaiah, if you marked in that place. Isaiah chapter 64. You ever feel like maybe you're living in that time where the, 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 the sky is, uh, maybe it's gotten just, uh, just as hard and there's nothing there. The ground is just like that of iron. Uh, you got the bronze and you got the iron. He said that heat's just kind of trapped in. Nothing can grow. You ever feel like you're just living in a barren time? Churches want to say, well, I just don't know what to do anymore. We need people to get saved. We need people to get excited about church. What do we need to do? I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to pray that God would open up heaven and pour out His blessings upon us, for that's what His intentions are. For let me read to you in the book of Isaiah, if I may, for just a minute. Isaiah chapter 64, and let's read in the very first verse. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens. You know what it means to rend the heavens? It means to tear them open. Let me tell you folks, and there's not a one of us that can reach up to heaven and knock on the door and say, okay, let me open you up. But I'll tell you this, our prayers can go up. Our prayers can keep coming to the very outer midst of those doors and we keep knocking on heaven's door saying, Lord, would you open up to us? And notice what he's saying. That thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. Could you imagine that something coming down out of heaven, that even the mountains would begin to melt like that we could only imagine. You mean to tell me there's something that can come down out of heaven that can change the way things look? Folks, today, if you do not believe in that, you don't believe in the power of God. I believe today that heaven can open up. His power can come down in such a way that, that what seemed like a mountain... Let me ask you this. Is there anybody here this morning that's got a mountain that you have to climb? Anybody here got a mountain you have to climb? Maybe there's an obstacle. Maybe there's a hurdle. Something that's hard. Let's put it a little different. Is there anything hard in your life that you feel like that you've got to climb? 
Sometimes we look at a mountain that's so tall in our life and we say, Lord, there's no way I can climb that mountain. There's no way I can get over that. One of two things, God gives you the strength to overcome that mountain or what about this? What about the next time you come to a mountain in your life, you pray for heaven to open up. When we talk about when heaven opens, have you ever just prayed and heaven opened up and all of a sudden that mountain that seemed so tall was like a snowman on a July day, all of a sudden it just began to diminish. I'll tell you this, folks. I believe God can send us something out of heaven that will make even the greatest mountains in our life seem like nothing more than just a flat surface that we need to walk across. But I may be the only one here with mountains in my life. I may be the only person here today that has struggles and battles and things that we face in life. But I want you to notice what he said. He said, when we pray that the heavens would open up, and he says that the mountains might flow down at thy presence, he said they're going to start melting, they're going to shake, they're going to move And he said, and when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the waters to boil and to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. Folks, today I pray that heaven might open up in this place. You may be here this morning and you've never been saved. You may be here this morning and maybe your relationship with God's not the way you want. And I'm, you know what? We all got to that place, but I want you to know what my prayer is being. God open up heaven. And when God opens up heaven over this little corner of land, here we are in a little island that's situated between the roads all the way around us. And I pray for the exact location of where we're at. I say, God, may your presence fall down upon this place here this morning. And I'll tell you this, we're going to read some places in a minute. When heaven opens, Things are going to happen. Good things, and and for people that are lost, it's not always good things that happen. For when heaven opens up, you see your lost and sad condition you're in. For in Genesis chapter 7, I want to turn back and read for just a minute. There's a judgment that happens to people when heaven opens up. Let me read for just a minute. Genesis chapter 7. And in verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. The windows of heaven were opened. So God says, I'm going to send a flood. We we know this account. We're going to read some more places in a minute. God says, here's what's going to happen. The world's in sin. He says, I'm going to open up heavens and there's a judgment that's going to happen. Why why does God consider us uh, to have to go through some kind of a a judgment? Why why should we face the judgment of God? Because that's what redeems us. That's what purchases us. That's what gets us out of the condition that we were in. Because judgment brings an end or victory over evil. Jesus teaches us in the book of Matthew chapter 24 uh, referring to these exact same scriptures. Notice what he says here in Matthew chapter 24 and in the 37th verse. But as in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days of Noah were before the flood, they were eating and drinking. None of these things were wrong, by the way. Let me just say that. I'm going to finish reading these verses, but I want you to think about this. As in the days of Noah, people were living their lives instead of worrying about the wrath and the judgment of God. Does that sound 2021-ish? That it's not that people say God doesn't exist. It's just, God, I'm not worried about your judgment as much as I am my own life. It says, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came that took them all away, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Man had reached a height of sinfulness. 
God said, that's it. He said, I'm going to open up heavens. And you know what happened when heaven opened up then? Rain came down. Folks, they had never seen rain before. Let me ask you something. Is there such a thing as heaven opening up and you experience something for the very first time? If you've ever been saved, you ought to jump up and say, Amen, preacher. I believe in that. I believe there's a first time that something comes down out of heaven that I have never experienced before. You know what I pray today is that heaven would open up. Something might come down. It's a judgment to some, but it's a deliverance to you. The exact same substance, being water, that destroyed one group, bore up the ark and allowed them to escape. You know what today? The judgment of God that people are afraid of is the same one that we that are saved know that we are safe from. And we're going to talk about some of these things in just a minute. But it says there, just like it was in the days of Noah, that these people were living in sin. And you know what? The definition of sin in the days of Noah, it almost reminds me of the current times we live in. The definition of sin has gotten really loose and lax. Well, it's not sin. That's just the way we are. I tell you this, folks. If God says something is sin, it's sin. We're not living in different times now and things are more acceptable. If God says this is what should happen or this is how it should happen, I still believe in that. And he said here, just like it was in the days of Noah, that he says, and the heavens opened up. He said, and the wrath of God began to pour down upon the people. And the thing is, is the people had gotten so comfortable in sin that they were not prepared for that. They thought they had time. Noah was building this ark for over a hundred years and they thought, we've got time to get ready. You know what people are saying right now? We've got time. We've got time. We've got time. But remember what we said earlier, we never know when that time's going to be for us, when God's going to call us, that we might be the ones that's going to leave this place. But God has something in store for us. And I believe that God has something in store for you. And I pray that, uh, that as you try to labor and work for Him, that you might see God desires to give you just that, the very blessings from Him. For I want to go back to the very last book in the Old Testament. If you want to turn there uh, for just a minute, the book of Malachi, chapter 3. Why, why do we want heaven to open up? When, when heaven opens up, why do we want these things to happen? Very last book in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 3. Now let's skip down to the 8th verse. God desires to give you something. Will a man rob God? In other words, God says He has something He wants from you. Are you going to plant the seeds? You know, sometimes I get this mentality of, God send rain. Oh, wait a minute, I forgot to put the seeds out. <laughs> you know what? We've got to put seeds out with faith that God's going to send the rain. Uh, Paul planted the polished water, but God gives the increase. God's going to do these things. But it says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? He says, In tithes and offering. He said, You haven't done your part. He said, You haven't done these things. You are cursed with the curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Now notice what he said. He talks about here why he wants this to be open. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and to prove me thou herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough for you to receive it. He says, I want you to open up the very windows of heaven. But he says, if I don't open them up, he says, it's because of what you have held back. You know, what, you know what these windows are? It's like a chimney. You know what the purpose of a chimney is? To take the smoke and channel it to where it's away from there. 
So you know what the whole purpose he's trying to say is? He said, if you'll do your part, he says, I'll open up heaven. He says, and I will give you that which you stand in need of. He says, I will grant you these things. But he says, and I will pour you out a blessing. He said, matter of fact, he said, there's going to be such a blessing. Notice what he said in the last part of that 10th verse of Malachi chapter 3, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. What does God want to open up heaven and give you? Are you afraid? Oh no, the doors of heaven are opening up. I'm afraid that something bad's going to happen. I ask you again, name me one thing bad that's come out of heaven. Now we know that Lucifer was cast out of heaven, but it's because of sin. I'm glad that God wants to keep something pure, and that was not because of God, that was because of Lucifer. But I want to ask you something in your life, and you can write it down, you can think about this, and maybe you can tell me later if you want to, but let me ask you this. Name me one thing that God has ever sent down out of heaven that was bad. Even His Son Jesus, you know what the Bible says? He left heaven and He came down to this earth. Folks, today you think about all of the things that come down out of the very portals of heaven when the windows open. If you remember when Jesus was baptized in Luke chapter 3, one of the, I believe, two places that we see. Luke chapter 3. Let me read to you in the 21st verse. Jesus was being baptized. Now I want you to notice the Trinity that you're going to see here. Jesus, the second part of the Trinity. And it came to pass, excuse me, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized, praying. Jesus was praying. You ever notice one of the things that opens up heaven? You, you know, I used to, uh, uh, I used to hear my grandfather say all the time, he says, but faith unlocks the door. But you know, well, sometimes when we talk about faith unlocking the door, what are we opening up and letting down into heaven? Jesus, while he was being baptized, he said he prayed. Notice what he said. And it says, the heaven was opened. The Holy Ghost descended into a bodily shape like a dove. Upon him. You ever pondered that question or that statement very much? Often we say that it was a dove, and I believe that, but it was almost like this form came down. So you got Jesus and you got the Holy uh, Spirit or the Holy Ghost that was coming down upon them. And it says, And then you hear a voice that came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. So you got God speaking from heaven. The dove that was there and Jesus was there at the baptism. You got God the Father, God the Son, you got God the Holy Spirit that are there. And they all are working together to see that they're pleasing God. But here it is. Jesus was being baptized. This dove began to come down. Now, do you remember in the account of Noah when I read to you a little bit earlier? If you go back and read that account, do you know what the very first bird that Noah sent out was? It was a raven. The very first bird that he sent out was a raven. Matter of fact, you can go back and read that if you want to there uh, in Genesis chapter 7. But after 40 days, God, or excuse me, Noah sent out a raven. Now, I'm not trying to gross you out or make you sound sickening, but you know what ravens also eat on? Dead flesh. They, they, they're, they're, not, they're not ashamed or they're not against eating things that are dead. So you know what a raven did? Raven left the ark and went out. And you know what? I have no doubt after 40 days, there was a lot of dead animals and people that was probably still around. I'm not, again, trying, but I'm just trying to tell you after 40 days, that's what it was. The raven didn't come back because there was, it found what it needed. How many times do we find what we need in the sinfulness of this world? And all of a sudden, the water's beginning to go down a little bit more. And you can read that, that, uh, that Noah sent out a dove. And this dove, after a a little while, this dove finally began to return back and he brought back that of 
a branch, an olive branch. You know what an olive branch means, don't you? An olive branch. The Gethsemane means the olive press. You see, he brought back an olive branch. A dove that was pure went out and he brought back an olive branch that showed that not only was death out there, but now because heaven opened up and the waters came down, he said, now you can find life. Today, folks, we often, we, we often get consumed with how bad and the judgment of God is and, and all the wrath that comes down, comes down, and comes down. And I believe in that, but I also believe this, that God sends us life down out of heaven. If you've ever been saved, that's another glory hallelujah moment that you ought to be able to relate to saying, folks, I didn't just get death out of heaven saying, God, I'm a sinner that's dead. He said, but I also found life. Have you found life in your this today? Have you found that life? And here, after this, 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 this time had passed, this dove began to come back and he brought him that which showed that there was life that was out there. Now, knowing his family, these, these few people is all that were saved. And you know why they were saved? Going back to what we read to a little bit earlier, because they were in the ark of Jesus Christ. Folk, if you're not in Jesus today, then you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to escape the judgment of God. And I believe today that, that, this, this, that there's a lot of ravens that are out there. They're, they're, they're scavengers after things that they feed off things that are dead but I pray today that we would feed off that which is life and that's what brings our excitement you see Noah didn't like it it wasn't good for Noah when he found out that the raven didn't return but he was found joy in knowing that there was going to be life that was going to be out there that it was not completely gone that there was hope you know today I pray that we would see that even in the hardest moments in our life we can still see Jesus which reminds me some scripture. Let me return over and read for just a minute in the book of Acts, chapter 7. Acts, chapter 7. Let me tell you about a man by the name of Stephen. Acts, chapter 7. And in the 54th verse. When they had heard these things, they were cut to the heart and then gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, talking about Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven. And he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And notice what he said. Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Folks, today I believe that heaven opened up the diet that the Lord saved my soul. I believe heaven opened up many times to show me my lost judgmental condition that I was in, that I needed to be saved. But heaven opened up and God saved my soul. And you know what? One of these days, Stephen said, just like it's going to happen to us, heaven's going to open up. And he said, I looked up and he said, I saw Jesus standing. He said he was standing afar off and he was about to, uh, uh, the 59th verse, and they stoned Stephen calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. You know what? I don't know when that day is going to come for me, and I don't know when it's going to come for you, but I know this. One of these days, heaven's going to open up. It's not something you see just in a picture. It's not something you see in a movie. Folks, it's going to open up, and it's going to be your individual invitation or your individual access that you can enter into heaven. Are you going to enter into that day? What if heaven were to open up today? Of all these places we read to you, when heaven opens up, there's some powerful things going to happen. One of these days, heaven's going to open up and He's going to call my name. 
And it may happen today. I don't know, but I know this. If heaven opens up and my name is called and my body slumbers over in death, I want y'all to know this. I am okay. Everything's all right with me in my life and I know where I'm going to be. For I want to say this, and I'm going to close here in just a minute. When we see one of these days, he said he's going to come. Revelation chapter 4. Let me read to you, if I may, the very first verse. And after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, if it were a trumpet, talking with me, and saith, Come up thither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Do you believe that that God desires for us to be able to open up heaven? I believe that God wants us to do that. And God, God, the scriptures are filled full of things that God reminds us that He wants to open up heavens for us to be able to enjoy these things. What about you this morning? What category do you fall into? You know, we read in the book of 2 Chronicles how He talked about how He shut up heaven. We read in the book of Haggai, it talks about how that the dew would not fall upon the ground, that God began to close up the heavens from all of these things. So I ask you this morning, do you believe and do you, are you praying that God would open up heaven for you in your life? If you've never been saved, God to open up heaven in all these places today we can read to you uh, about it you can go back in Leviticus how it talks about how that the heavens were shut up and there's over and over and over again all these places we can see that God desires that we might enjoy these things from him what about you this morning are you enjoying the things of heaven are you enjoying the things of God for we read to you there uh, in the book of Psalms chapter 78 and I'm going to go back and read that one more time and I'm going to hush here in just a minute But Psalms chapter 78 I want to read you those few verses again, the 23rd verse. Though he hath commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven, and it rained down manna upon them to eat, and had given them of the corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to be full. This morning, do you want to eat angels' food? Then we need to pray that God would open up heaven. You ever feel like maybe there's something stayed? He says, rend the heavens. He said, go up there and knock upon them, pray that they might be opened up. And I'll tell you this, when heaven opens up, something's going to happen right here in this little, this little pot of land. Something's going to happen in your life. You may leave this little corner of this little island here. And you may go somewhere else far away. I don't know. But I know this, God can open up heaven where you are. And when it rains where you are, the grass may seem greener over there. But you know what? God will always make your life a very fruitful, fertile land. Today, do you want to see what it does when heaven opens up? Uh, We talk about being saved. We talk about all these powerful things. But today, God desires to open up heaven one more time and let you experience His presence. I want us to get a song this morning.